Well, good morning. I'm thrilled to be here, and I'm glad all of you are here. And I'd like to add my welcome from the church to all the visitors. There's a number of you have come from different places, and it seems terrible that the visitors from Georgia are sitting down in the corner of the basement. But we want you to know down there, if you hear us, uh, that we love you, and God loves you, and we're just thrilled that you've come to uh, sing and minister to us. Probably a bunch of you have the picture of the Good Shepherd uh, brochure, and uh, they'll, they'll be giving uh, most of the program. But I was told to do a little sermon. Uh, usually our churches, our church here at Bethel, we meet at two different places, at Paris Chapel, about maybe eight miles from here. About half, half of us are there, and about half of us are here uh, for a Sunday school and for a sermon. And um, most Sundays, I get to both services, and I love both services. I love worshiping God together with other Christians. But I must say, probably my most favorite uh, Sunday school time is with the junior class. And I don't know about you juniors out there. I'm trying to see where you are, but I'm, I'm kind of missing Sunday school today. So I hope, hope uh, the pastors don't mind if I weave a little Sunday school into this sermon. The sermon or sermonette, it's to be uh, not too long, is from John chapter 1. It's the very end of John chapter 1. Those of you that have your Bible can turn to it. It's the story of Jesus meeting Philip and Nathaniel. Now, you juniors out there, you know how many disciples Jesus chose? How many were there? There were so many disciples. Jesus called to help him. Simon Peter, Andrew, James's brother John. How many were there all together? Jared. Twelve. Jared got it. He... he He's like the other five in the junior Sunday school class. They always have the right answers. It's incredible. I'm feeling right at home because the junior class is here. Let's read this scripture. And Jesus did not name uh, all 12 of them here in John. But if you read in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, there's three different lists where he calls 12 different disciples. And then in the book of Acts, there's 11 of them named because Judas uh, dropped out. Very sad story. But we're going to focus on Philip and Nathaniel, especially on Nathaniel, John 1, 43. The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Let's talk about Jesus. Nathaniel said, I don't know. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? I'm not sure that fits with what Moses and the prophets wrote. I don't know how much conversation went on between Nathaniel and Philip, but what the, uh, the disciple John wrote at this point was that Philip said, come and see. Isn't that great for those of us that want to take people to Jesus? Not to get into a big argument, but just say, why don't you check out Jesus for yourself? Do you have a Bible? Maybe you should start reading. I'd suggest the book of John. Start reading about Jesus. Check it out for yourself. We can argue all day about Jesus, but why don't you just come and see? And so Philip, this great uh, disciple, was able to get Nathaniel 
to come and look at Jesus. Now, Jesus, the story changes a little bit. Jesus saw him coming. I don't think they had ever met before. Jesus saw Nathanael coming and said, unto, and said of him, Behold, there comes Nathanael, an Israelite indeed, in, uh, in whom is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How did you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, you now believe? You will see greater things than these. He said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. How many of you learned that there were 12 disciples in Sunday school? How many of you knew the little song set to music of uh, bringing in the sheaves to help go, okay, great. Nobody knows who that I could find, who wrote those words. Um, but it's a great little song. You children, have you ever sung a little song about the 12 disciples? There were 12 disciples Jesus called to help him. Simon Peter, Andrew. Simon Peter, Andrew, James, his brother John. Philip, Thomas, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus. Thaddeus, Simon, Judas, and Bartholomew. Jesus calls us too. Jesus calls us too. We are his disciples. I am one and you. Jesus calls us too. Jesus calls us too. We are his disciples. We his work must do. This is a great time as you sing the song, if you know it. Look at the person next to you. You'll know where in the course. I am one in you. This is testimony time. There were 12 disciples. Jesus called to help him. Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, his brother, John, Philip, Thomas, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon, Judas, and Bartholomew. Jesus calls us to, Jesus calls us to, we are his disciples, I am one and you. Jesus calls us to, Jesus calls us to, we are his disciples, we his work must do. No one knows for sure exactly how the words go in that song, because I guess some Sunday school person wrote it, and we all remembered a little as Sunday school teachers pass it along. But there were 12 disciples. Simon Peter is almost always listed first. I think in all four of the lists, the book of Acts and the three other gospels, he gets listed first. Nathaniel gets listed later. No, wait a minute. Was Nathaniel in that song? Bartholomew is thought to be the same as Nathaniel. Bartholomew is not mentioned here in John's gospel. But Nathaniel is. Now, Nathaniel's like many people. There's more than one name. Some of you know uh, a dear brother who may be listening on the phone to this, Brother Ernest Yoder. Some of you say, who's that? Oh, that's Uncle Bud. And the junior class would say, no, that's granddaddy. We pray for him most every Sunday in junior class. So all the same person, Nathaniel and Bartholomew, most likely the same person. Bartholomew means son of 
Bartholomew. You know, when I went to school, uh, I got a new name, and I kind of liked it. Before that, people would say, oh, yeah, there's a Marlon, and what's that second boy? Oh, that's Leroy Nelsie's second boy. Here it is, that one. Oh, that's Daniel, yeah. So I was kind of Daniel, Leroy and Elsie's second boy. But when I got to school, I got a new name. People started calling me Dan, and I kind of liked that. And I think when Jesus met Nathaniel, I think he said, there's Nathaniel. And I think Nathaniel felt good because Jesus recognized exactly who he was, but he was also surprised. How did you know me? You know, when you have a chorus come from South Georgia, and Diane and Jeff and I lived in Georgia for seven years, uh, we start making connections. And just this morning, I met Eric Miller. I, I should look at my notes at this point because, as, as a lot of you know, I get confused on names. But I met Eric Miller and I figured out, lo and behold, he's Elvin Miller's grandson. Now, in our, the temporal lobe of our brain, there's supposedly little cells called grandmother cells. And that is when we see a face of someone or we hear a voice that sounds familiar, these little neurons, nerves in our brain, fire. And it's like, oh, that looks like so-and-so. Nathaniel couldn't remember, I don't think, ever seeing Jesus before, but Jesus knew Nathaniel. And so when he said, how'd you know me? Jesus said, well, I saw you when you were under the fig tree before Philip called you. What was Nathaniel doing under the fig tree? Now, the, the, Jesus knew. Jesus knows everything about everybody. It would be scary, except that Jesus also loves us. And even, he, even though he sees us where we are with all our problems, all our needs, he loves us. From what I could read, under the fig tree was sometimes where people went for their quiet time, for their time alone, maybe their time to pray, to read the Bible, to memorize, just to collect their thoughts. We all need quiet time. Well, Nathaniel knew what was happening under the fig tree. In fact, I like to think that he was meditating on the Old Testament scriptures. I would, I would like to think he might have even been praying one of the songs. We're going to hear a whole bunch of songs today. He might have been praying the Psalm, Psalm 51, where David wrote, Be merciful unto me, O God. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me from my sins. He might have just had a really time of prayer and cleansing because he knew he was a sinner. Because he was. There's only one person who wasn't a sinner that didn't fall short of the glory of God. And that was not Nathaniel. was not any of the 12 disciples. It was not any of us. We were all sinners in need of a Savior. We're all in need of getting Psalm 51 as our prayer. Anyway, I think he might have been praying Psalm 51. And so when... Philip came along and said, we found the one that Moses talked about. I think Nathaniel was ready to meet that one, but then it didn't seem to quite fit because Nazareth didn't seem like the town because he probably knew the Old Testament that out of Bethlehem would come Jesus. How many prophecies in the Old Testament are there about Jesus? Actually, the title of this little sermon, it is recognized. Jesus was recognized by Nathaniel. 
and Nathaniel and all of us are recognized by Jesus. Well, I went this week digging back through some of Moses' writing, which uh, the junior class will tell you that's the first five books of the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. And in Deuteronomy, Moses said this, in 1818, I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren like unto thee, Moses. God was speaking to Moses. And I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak unto them all that I command him. Do you recognize Jesus in that verse? I think that might have been, if these boys had a conversation, Philip and Nathaniel. This was Philip, um, Philip of where? Philip of Bethsaida, I almost said Mississippi. There's a Philip from Mississippi hiding here somewhere too. We'll hear from him later, but I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, I have a whole list of names of the people down in the basement. I thought maybe we should read names and see how many we'd recognize, but then I thought, no. I need to try to stick with the text. Where are we on the text? Okay, Philip and Nathaniel are talking. Philip is saying, Nathaniel, this is the one. This is the one we're looking for. This is the one that Moses talked about when he said a prophet's going to come who's going to speak God's word like no one else has ever spoke. And also, uh, not only Moses, but all these prophets. So I paged along further. And where do you start in Isaiah? Where do you start and stop in Isaiah reading about Jesus? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because I've been anointed to speak, uh, to set the captives free. And Jesus' name will be called the Wonderful, the Counselor, the One, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And then there's Zechariah. Zechariah uh, 6 and 12. Tell him, Zechariah 6 and 12, and speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, the man whose name is the branch, he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build a temple of the Lord. And he shall rule and sit on a throne, and he shall be a priest unto his throne, and counsel and peace shall be between them. These verses talk about Jesus as a king sitting on a throne. Jesus as a priest mediating between God and man. Moses talked about Jesus as a prophet. This one who's coming is going to be a prophet, a priest, a king. And, and Malachi, the last one, this, was, this is really cool because this one relates to us. I grew up on a dairy farm. Some of you uh, that have been around cows know how, especially calves, when they've been penned up a while and you let them loose, what happens? Just what happens to us when we meet Jesus. We recognize Jesus as our Savior. There is such a joy that can come to our hearts as we look at Jesus and we study Jesus and we see Jesus as our Savior and we see Jesus moving and living in our lives. Malachi 4 and 2, But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and leap as calves out of the stall. Well, Jesus is just everything to us. Once we meet him, once uh, Nathaniel met him, his life was so changed. His life was like this fellow I read about, old Jim. Now, old Jim stood up in a meeting in Pennsylvania, Montrose, Pennsylvania, and he gave his testimony. He gave a testimony how when he met Jesus, it was like heaven came down and glory filled his soul. And in that meeting was a songwriter. We have some songwriters here today. 
We're going to hear a couple songs from the chorus. I understand that were written by songwriters right here in our audience. I can't wait. I need to wind this up. So where were we? We're in Montrose, Pennsylvania, 1961, at this Bible conference. And there were lots of Bible conferences there. But that particular one, old Jim got up and told how he got saved. And heaven came down and glory filled his soul. And John W. Peterson, who's a great songwriter, wrote over a thousand songs. All of a sudden, he pulls out his pen and he thought, that's a good title for a song. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. And so he started putting verses to it. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day. Nathaniel could have wrote this song. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day, day I will never forget. After I wandered in darkness away, Jesus, my Savior, I met. Oh, what a wondrous, compassionate friend. He met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy, I am telling. He made all the darkness depart. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross, the Savior made me whole. My sins were washed away and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Born of the Spirit with life from above into God's family divine, justified fully by Calvary's blood. Oh, what a standing is mine. And it's because of that wonderful day when at the cross I believed. Riches eternal and blessing supernal from his precious hand I received. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole. My sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. Let's finish the story. Nathaniel met Jesus, and everything changed. And Philip... Uh, was the man who brought him to him. And so we, as followers of Jesus, can do the same thing. We can try to bring others to Jesus. And everybody is different, and every story is different. And there's all different ways to, to do it. The, uh, Philip's little uh, phrase, come and see, those three words are powerful. So maybe some of us need to just take that home and uh, pray about the people we're trying to reach that somehow our lives would encourage people to come and see Jesus for themselves. Let's talk about Jesus. And Philip and Nathaniel talked about him, but then when they got to Jesus, Jesus said, let's talk about Nathaniel. Jesus was amazing. And Nathaniel realized that Jesus knew everything about him. He knew him, what he was thinking about, what he was praying about under the fig tree in his quiet time. He knew that he was talking to Philip. He knew what was in his future. That's the end of the story where he said, you believe in me now, Nathaniel, because I knew everything about you under the fig tree. You're going to see even bigger things, greater things in the future. You're going to see heaven open. 
and you're going to see angels going up and down. And I'm the ladder. I'm the escalator. I'm the way that they're going to go up and down. There's three questions in this passage. Nathaniel asked the first two. First he said, basically, is this Jesus? I'm not sure I'm recognizing him. I don't quite identify what you're saying as Jesus. It had to do with Jesus' identity. And Philip just simply said, come and see. The second question, he asked Jesus, how do you know me? And that had to do with Jesus' ability. Nathaniel learned that Jesus' identity was indeed, he was the son of God, the prophet, the priest, the king, the savior, the mediator, the way, the truth, the life, the good shepherd. All these things, everything he needed, he found in Jesus. Jesus' ability was just so amazing. He knew everything. He could do everything. And so Nathaniel confessed him. I confess, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And then Jesus had the final question. And he has a question for us too. And it almost seems like in this question, I don't know what all's in it to you, but as I was studying it, it seemed like it said, Nathaniel, and you can put your name there, Edward. There's a couple Edwards here, one from the junior class. There's, um, I'm not going to start calling names. Uh, I'll probably confuse them. Uh, where was I? Oh, Jesus is saying, Nathaniel, I have a question for you, Nathaniel. And I'm glad you believe in me, Nathaniel. I'm glad you believe in me. But you have even bigger things ahead that I'm going to do. You're going to see heaven open and you're going to see angels coming down and going up. You're going to see the way from earth to heaven open even wider because of me. I think Nathaniel saw this happen later. Maybe it was when he was crucified. The story in the martyr's mirror I read was that he was crucified and beheaded. Uh, one story said he was crucified, he died on the cross. The other said that he kept talking about Jesus while he was on the cross, and they could not stand, those who hated Jesus couldn't stand it, so he was beheaded so that they could quiet him. I think at some point in his life, Nathaniel saw heaven open and the angels going up and down just like Jacob did in his dream in the Old Testament. We don't have time to go to that exciting story, but Jacob was so low, so far away from home, so sad. He thought his life was so forsaken of God. And then God gave him a dream where he saw heaven open. Well, heaven's open today. And my prayer and hope is that as we hear the chorus, and we hear about Jesus, that we just let Jesus speak to us whatever he wants to say and open our faith that we could reach out to what he has for us ahead as we reach out to other people. God bless you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we just thank you so much that you see us where we are. You know our name. You know our thoughts even before we think them. You know our sins. You know our need for a Savior, and we thank you that you provided that solution for our sins through Christ. And today I just pray our faith in him would grow. No matter where our corner is, no matter how little we understand of you, we just pray that we would understand more and that we would open our eyes to what you have planned for us this coming week. 
as we reach out to those around us in our own families, neighborhoods, and where you've placed us. And now we pray a special blessing on the choir and on the Bible School from Georgia. We pray for the director, the uh, sopranos, altos, tenors, and bass, and whatever other parts they uh, have arranged. We thank you for the hard work. We pray your blessing on it, especially that our hearts would be ministered to by the Holy Spirit through these songs. In Jesus' name, for his glory, amen. <laughs>